This Brooklyn Paper Radio clip is brought to you Whoa, by... whoa, hold on a second, Vince. If you want to advertise on this clip, you've got to call Ralph D'Onofrio of Brooklyn Paper Radio at 718-260-2510. Yeah, go in there, do what you got to do. We got to reach out and... Hey, is that Sam Schwartz? Sam Schwartz, Gridlock Sam, it's great to have you on Brooklyn Paper Radio with Gersh Kuntzman, that's me, and Vince DiMasselli. Thank you for joining us. Now, Sam, you're a legend in New York and in Brooklyn and all over the place. You're a transportation giant. We're going to talk to you about some of the big issues of the day. You ready? I am ready. He's 100% ready. There okay. we go. Vince, why don't you just start off? Because I've right, no, got so many questions, I don't no, even know where to start. The first thing we wanted to talk about was the, was the new congestion pricing plan, the new toll plan. They have a new name for it now? Well, it's called Move New York. Aha. Uh-huh. And uh, it's very different from the old congestion pricing plans because it actually lowers the tolls. Uh, the Verrazano Bridge goes down by five dollars. That's the my favorite Rockaway bridge. By bridges the way. go yeah. down. Throgs Neck, Whitestone, uh, Henry Hudson, and we return tolls to the four East River bridges. They had tolls until 1911, when Mayor William Gaynor, who came from Brooklyn, uh, decided to remove the tolls, it's which fun. created a serious problem for me when I was chief engineer in the 1980s, and we had no revenue for the bridges. Yeah, I, just so you know, Sam, full disclosure, I call Gainer Gainer the Great. Gainer the Great. <laughs> Gainer okay. the Great. <laughs> well, he may have been great, but uh, in this case, it was uh, penny-wise, pound-foolish, because that money went to uh, maintain the bridges, and we didn't maintain the bridges mm-hmm. uh, after World War II, and as a result, uh, as chief engineer, I closed the entire Williamsburg Bridge. Pieces of it had already fallen into the river. I remember that. Yeah, the Manhattan Bridge. I had to shut trains down on the Manhattan Bridge because uh, we were worried about a collapse there. And we had other collapses. The Brooklyn Bridge, cables, diagonal stay cables. I remember they snapped. snapped and killed, killed the someone. Japanese tourists. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You were the guy who shut all those bridges. We hated you for so long. Yes, yes. In fact, when people saw me, they used to run the other way. <laughs> now, I, we, I was, now we like Wherever the there was a no, disaster, I was there. Well, let me. The if I remember correctly, I read the bridge, and when they built the Verizon, I mean the uh, the Brooklyn Bridge, didn't they? Did, wasn't it like part of the deal that it had to have a toll on it when it was originally constructed? Yeah, yeah, and it had a toll from 1883 to 1911, and it had to have a dedicated funding source, which Robert Moses later on did that. So every one of his bridges, there's never been an emergency shutdown on a toll bridge, mm-hmm. and you get what you pay for. And this whole, this whole time, um, they've, they've always... Uh, I lost my head. Go, Gersh. Well, I, the funny thing about Vince is he comes in with a book, the bridge. I'm going to go with the gut. I'm not going with the book. Uh-huh. It seems to me, first of all, this plan you said is different from the congestion pricing plan, and that's because it balances the tolls a bit. You'd have East River Bridge tolls, but you'd lower the bridge tolls on the other, uh, on the other spans. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one of the differences, and we significantly lower it, which makes it easier to do business in a lot of places like Staten Island and mm-hmm. Queens and Brooklyn, where truckers are going to be facing a hundred dollar toll soon, and uh, this slashes their tolls by about forty five percent. But it's but it's also different in how we spend the accumulated money. Under previous plans, it all went to transit. And that didn't seem fair to a lot of drivers. So we take a quarter of the money and we put it into roads and bridges because we don't have a dedicated funding source for roads and bridges. This would be the first time. And we can't rely on the feds anymore 
And another thing, and this was actually Marty Markowitz that first pointed it out to me, oh, pounding on his table yes. and Khrushchev wanting to throw me out. But uh, what he said was, you know, you, you Manhattanites, and I lived in Brooklyn for more than a half century, <laughs> but after the kids grew up, I moved to Manhattan. He said, you Manhattanites, you know, you get all the benefits from the congestion pricing plan, uh, yet during the course of your day, you'll never cross the Brooklyn Bridge or the Manhattan Bridge and, uh, in a car. And he was right. So we looked at the numbers under the Bloomberg plan. Uh, Brooklyn and Queens were paying more than Manhattan. So we set out to figure out a way that Manhattanites would contribute the most. And so how do Manhattanites contribute to congestion when they're riding taxis and Ubers and others? So there's going to be a surcharge on taxis and Ubers, but only in Manhattan and only south of 96th Street. So all the four hire vehicles will have a special surcharge. And based on that, Manhattan actually contributes the most. So I, I like what you're saying. And Sam, I always like what you're saying because you're a credible, respectable guy. But Thank you. you said something in there. You said we can't rely on the feds anymore for funding, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I think that's a, that's a, what do you call a straw man. I feel like we can rely on the feds. We've got to push them harder. So where are our elected officials the fed, at the federal level, guys like, uh, uh, well, who, I don't even know who they are anymore, but Nadler and, and all those guys, where are they on this? Why are they not getting us the funding we need? We're New York. Yeah, we're New York, and uh, we are suffering from lack of a, uh, a good transportation bill. We lived without a bill for the entire Obama administration mm-hmm. until a few months ago. And that bill is smaller than the bill that we had during the Bush administration. And you have a lot of elected officials who dislike urban areas, and they don't want to invest the money in transit. So there is a battle. Yes, our elected officials should fight harder. But we're having a very tough time with a House and a Senate that are controlled by Republicans. but But again, New York is an economic engine of this country, and the Republican Party, for all its strengths and flaws, always says we got to support the small businesses, we got to support capitalism. Well, building an infrastructure is how you do that. Oh, oh, absolutely. You put people to work. The Move New York plan puts 30,000 people to work, and those are local jobs. No, I'm not just talking about construction, constructing things. I'm talking about if you have a sound, solid infrastructure, b- that helps all businesses, not just the, the tax and spend businesses, on the, you know, the union jobs you might get out of it. I'm talking about just having an infrastructure. 150 years ago, the Republican Party, under Eisenhower, for example, I guess that's 70 years ago, would have been the first to say, let's build a, a road infrastructure, a.k.a. the interstate highway system. Where did that go, Sam? Yeah, it, it, it disappeared, and Eisenhower really recognized that, and you're right. Good infrastructure investment has about a 4 to 1 ratio mm-hmm. in terms of GDP growth. Uh, but what's happened over the years is it it became a Republican versus democratic issue it became a a low density versus urban issue and it's sad to say because that doesn't occur on the local level if you look at uh, the mayor of utah the mayor of uh, salt lake city or the mayor of oklahoma city those are republican mayors doing some innovative things but they're the exception uh the problem is on the national level we can't seem to get people to focus on transit and so 21 states now have introduced uh, various funding bills, not New York, not New Jersey, not Connecticut, to deal with their local problems because they recognize, and while I agree with you, our elected officials should fight harder, I'm not holding my breath. And that's why the Move New York plan would make us the 22nd state that would deal with this crisis that we have, and that is 
uh, lack of funding at the national level. Okay, so let's let's get down to uh, let's get down to dollars and cents here. So I live on Staten Island. I work in downtown Brooklyn. I take the Verrazano Bridge every day. Under this plan, how much am I paying uh, to get to and from work? Well, you'll be paying eleven dollars and eight cents, um, and that's a one-way toll, as you know, on the Verrazano. Uh huh. That'll drop. But I am, a, I am a Staten Island oh, wait, wait. resident, so I'm, I'm getting my discount. Okay, so so it'll drop to five dollars and eight cents for everybody. Okay, and then it'll go down to three dollars and change for a Staten Island resident. It's like turning the clock back to 1975. Whoa, whoa, whoa! But that genie's out of the bottle, baby. Let me tell you something. If you unleash all those people coming up in through Brooklyn in cars, isn't that going to have a, what you call a residual effect? Well, that's why you invest in transit, and you make transit much more accessible to the people of Staten Island. Mm. Okay. And uh, that Vince, that's a big part of the program. Vince should really be taking that highly subsidized ferry every morning, shouldn't he? Uh, yeah, he should. <laughs> I mean, I'm paying for it. Vince, I, I'm paying for your ride. It's 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 the weird hours, Gersh, the weird I'm hours. Sure you know, when you, long when journalism. Work, yeah, I, I, it doesn't run every 15 minutes all day long. Sure, 15 minutes, he can't wait. Yeah, meanwhile, he'd rather time. be stuck in an, in an iron steel cage on the BQE. Well, now that I have that new radio in my car, Gersh, I'm very happy. Yeah, yeah you didn't hear Sammy installed it. By the way, mentioning the BQE, mm -hmm. that was another topic we wanted to bring up, if we could, Sam. You, you're aware of the triple cantilever, right? Yeah, the triple cantilever. It's a sad story. Well, Gersh. hold on. Let's, let's, uh, let's update our listeners. The triple cantilever, which holds the promenade and both the north and southbound lanes, or east and westbound lanes, it's of the BQE. It's an engineering marvel. It's no question it's an engineering marvel, but it was built you know, a long time ago for fewer cars. Now it's crumbling. What are we going to do? Yeah, it was built in 1948 or completed in 1948. And it is a marvel. It was a Robert Moses Highway, and it was a solution to going through a, a richer uh, person's neighborhood mm. as opposed to what he did in Sunset Park and other places that the BQE goes through. So it cantilevered means it's only held at one end. Jesus. And so you have these... Uh, three decks. You have the promenade, as you said, the northbound and the southbound roadways, and they all sit atop Furman Street, which is now the location of the very, very busy and successful Brooklyn Bridge Park. And it should have been rebuilt back in the 90s. Oh, boy. In yep. 2007, we started to work on it. I was part of a team with New York State Department of Transportation. By 2009, they ran out of money, and they said, hey, city, this is your problem. Oh. And now the city has the problem, and I think the city has, at least in its budget now, has about $1.7 billion, which I think it's going to be in excess of $2 billion that they're going to need. And then how do you build it without really disrupting the community? And at one time when we were working on it in 2007, you didn't have a, an active Brooklyn Bridge Park, mm -hmm. so it's much more complicated. Yeah, back then you probably could have rerouted the traffic down onto Furman Street or somewhere around there, but... Now you you can't even do that anymore. There's no where would the traffic go, and and what would they do to actually rebuild it? Do they have to like rip this thing down and put it back up? Do they? How would it how would it get done? What are, what are what are the plans like? Well, nobody nobody has the plans. That's <laughs> no plans. What, what were we doing you know? in what you said 2006? You were talking about something, or they and were... we were looking at alternatives. One would have been a tunnel. Tunnel. Which which uh, would have cost a, a fortune. Doesn't matter. Uh, we were looking at supporting it with columns that would have gone essentially adjacent to Brooklyn Bridge Park. I don't think that's possible any longer with Brooklyn Bridge Park development. A big part of the problem is we really don't know the condition of the BQE. If 
if you want to get a sense of it, go to the uh, Giralaman Street uh, mm-hmm. as the BQE triple cantilever passes overhead. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll look at concrete, at least on, on the wall, that has spalled off completely, meaning it's fallen. You'll see uh, exposed reinforcing bars, which shouldn't be exposed. They're totally rusted. And that's the problem that we're having on the deck as well. If you look up and you're at Giralaman Street, just look up and you'll see uh, what looks like uh, netting or mesh. And that's to hold the concrete from falling down. The city and the state have identified a number of voids, locations where you have loose concrete. And, I, you know, again, I was an eng- the engineer, the chief engineer during the worst period. We had a section of the FDR Drive that collapsed mm-hmm. at 20th Street, and it killed a Brooklyn dentist in, in 1989. That uh, I don't So remember. this is pretty serious. Yeah. Well, I was driving over it a few days ago during a heavy rainstorm. And there was water flowing out of the wall like like a like like a sieve. I mean, it was just no, not like a sieve. It was like a river. Like a, it was just coming out of the wall as if it was like like somebody turned on a hose and it's just spraying out of the wall onto the street. And I'm like, that can't be good. No, no. It means <laughs> the, it, the structure is getting weaker and weaker, and the water attacks the reinforcing bars, especially when it's mixed with some salt and there's plenty of salt. Uh, and uh, the reinforcing bars then corrode, they expand, and that's what loosens the concrete. Yeah, the Brooklyn paper's been writing about this a long time. We're worried that this is an accident waiting to happen, and it's just a matter of time before before this thing collapses. Is that is it a possibility that it could just fall down? I, I think the, the first thing that would happen is that large pieces of concrete would fall down on the roadway, and at that point uh, the city and state probably would take action to Banned trucks. The first vehicles that get banned are the heaviest. Wow. And just imagine Brooklyn without the BQE. Where are those trucks going to go? Clinton Street? Court Street? I mean, how can you run them through uh, local streets in Brooklyn Heights? So the tunnel plan that you guys talked about, we did a story on that too. That would have went from basically from like Carroll Gardens, like under, 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 all under, the way to Fort Greene. Under Brooklyn Heights, all the way to Fort Greene? Yes, yes, right to Fort Greene now, under all the bridges. I'm a fan of the Big Dig. Yeah, I, I love the Big Dig. I love the Big Dig. So is, what? what's the chances of something like that happening, getting done? Is it even, is it feasible, or is it is the city just not going to do it because of the, the cost involved? The short-term uh, cost. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the, co- the costs would be enormous. Would there be a big payoff sometime in the future? Yes. It's probably a 15-year uh, project. The, the way these projects go, if you can fund it through some kind of tolls, uh, again, some kind of pricing mechanism, mm-hmm. I think we can get a lot done if we had pricing mechanisms uh, throughout our highway system. Yeah. You know, every day someone, they, they, anybody goes on the subway, they pay, it, they pay a fare. When is the day going to come where when you hop into your car, you're going to go past something at the end of the block that's going to charge you 250 Do you think that's going to happen? Well, that's what I'm hoping with the Move New York plan, because you're right. If you cross the Manhattan Bridge, for example, or the Brooklyn Bridge or Williamsburg, uh, since 2000, if you've taken the subway, you've had five toll increases, and you're about to get your sixth in uh, March of next year. Uh, But since 2000, and actually since 1911, the charge for cars crossing those bridges has never changed. Yeah. It's still zero. I'm going to speak out for all the subway riders right now and just say, you know what, Sam? We're all getting screwed by guys like Vince in their little steel and iron cages. Am I right? I mean, you can uh, say it. You can say it. Just because Vince is on the show, you can say it. 
Vince, take transit next time. There you go. <laughs> now, Sam, I got to bring in Sarah Metz. I don't know if we you, we introduced her before you came on the show. Sarah is a trash and composting advocate. She wants to reduce all of the garbage in the city, but she's also a proud Brooklynite. Sarah, do you have any questions for Sam? Just throw it out there. I yeah. Well, first, I was just thinking that I'm very glad I don't have a car. There you go. Point, um, point one for Sarah. Uh, yeah. Um, but I'm just wondering what the life of this thing is. Like, what is what is the estimate for how much longer it's going to last? that segment of the BQE. Yeah, the life was 50 to 60 years, so oh, that occurred uh, about 15 years ago. I mean, I'm not good at math, Sarah, but it seems to me we're a couple of decades past that. I mean, right. a, a decade and a half. Hmm. Yeah, we, we are, and that's <laughs> why you're seeing pieces begin to crumble. Pieces are falling to the ground. And water pouring out of it. So is yep. it really that they wait until it actually collapses, that they, they would wait until that happens? Well, we thought uh, that we would solve this problem back in 2007. And uh, then the funding dried up, and now the city is putting in a couple of billion dollars to uh, hopefully uh, act soon before we do have a calamity on the on the BQE. But it sounds like, and I hate to put it in these terms, Sam, but I'm a journalist. It sounds like someone's going to have to die before we do anything. Is that accurate? Uh, that's what happened uh, with the bridges in the 1980s. I, I could not get attention from government. I didn't have the funding. If you remember, we went bankrupt in, in the 70s, and no one was paying attention to the bridges. They were doing things like laying off the bridge painters, which is uh. the dumbest thing to do, or, or the people that oil the movable parts of the bridges. And yes, we had some fatalities. We had the West Side Highway collapse. Mm. As I mentioned, the cable snaps on the Brooklyn Bridge, that was a fatality. We had a uh, fatality on the FDR Drive. Uh, upstate, we had Harry Bridge collapse, which killed 10 people. I that one. In Connecticut, right nearby, the Mianus River Bridge killed three people. Oh, yeah. That's a big one. So it, you're right. It's sad, but um, that does spark action. Wow. It, well, sounds like, it sounds like there's, our, there's your headline, Vince. Someone has to die. Yeah. If passes prologue, that's, that's what's oh, going on. Oh, passes prologue. There's there Vince DiMaselli pulling out another book on us. What was that, Faulkner? Is that Faulkner? I don't know who that was. I thought, I thought it was like JFK or something. Might have been the Bible. Where is that from, passes prologue? I don't know. Sam, anybody? Nobody. Nope. Nobody. All right. Well, we're all a bunch of well-read people. Sam, Sam, when you talk about the crises when you were the chief engineer, it's like you're the guy with his finger in all the dikes, and it's just leaking all over. It's like, you. how many arms did you have back then? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty scary. Let, <laughs> let me tell you, I lost a lot of sleep. I, uh, there were many times uh, that the police would pick me up and either fly me by helicopter to some disaster, uh, and, uh, you know, we were praying that we wouldn't have a disaster we we made it through but we had a couple of fatalities and we did have some 20 bridges that i closed all of or part of for mm. fear of collapse wow. mm. well sam we got to let you go because you've been doing the lord's work here and you're yeah. a busy man you're working on the the east river bridge tolls you're talking about the bq and i know you're going to talk someday more about that trolley plan that vince and i've been talking about every week on the show someday we're going to have you back on that okay okay i but look anyway, forward to it got sam it. great talking to you really great man appreciate it Thank you.